Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast, we are discussing WandaVision Season 1, Episode 7, Breaking the Fourth Wall. All that and more right after this ad we have no control over. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. Jeff Randall, let's talk about Episode 7 of WandaVision. How about it, buddy? Can we can we mention, though, first our producer i was about Matthew to do Fox. that i was about to do okay. that i was just, just okay. i was just expressing how excited i was oh yeah 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 step like, on. i completely like, forgot to talk about anybody else because this episode is so freaking exciting yeah yeah dude uh but before we do that let's introduce our producer matthew fox how you doing matthew fox i'm good i'm good it's agatha all along i'm excited Agatha all along. Spoiler alert, everybody. Spoilers. <laughs> Agatha all along. Agatha. Okay. Uh, I, really, I knew it. I, I, I yep. knew it. I told you. We'll talk about it. Save it for the cast. <laughs> this is the cast. Oh. <laughs> we're, we're, you don't have to save it anymore. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have to hold it in anymore. I can no, just say just it. Let it go. Let it go. <gasps> let it go. Uh, Agatha. Mephisto oh. confirmed. Okay. Mephisto likely. At least some connection to Mephisto, likely. Oh yeah, uh, it seems like this is Agatha, and I, li- uh, yeah. I doubt. I doubt they're going to go. Honestly, I doubt they're going to go beyond Agatha here. I think we'll get some nah. hint that Agatha is doing this for someone else, maybe. But I don't think we're getting Mephisto proper. I think this was the turn. This was the villain turn, right? You know, yeah, this was the villain turn. I honestly, I don't think that we're. I don't think that we're going to see that Agatha was doing something for anyone other than herself. I think that we're going to see that Mephisto just kind of like saw an opportunity and, oh, okay. and jumped on it. The way I understood it from comics, which, you know, is that Agatha Harkness kind of works for Mephisto to get this done. Is that not the case kind of in comics? Mm, I, I mean, not directly, not really, not all the time. Okay. Um, like when, when she helped get his, the pieces of his soul back together, it was because putting his soul back together would like fuse him with the kid's soul but it was like he was part of the kids as well as part of master pandemonium it was a really weird comic but basically she like she turned off uh, wanda's memories of the kids uh-huh. and when wanda forgot about the kids they no longer existed which made mephisto kind of blink out of existence it was it was weird. So it was almost like to get out of Mephisto, to take down Mephisto. Okay, interesting. Okay, yeah. so I, I I misunderstood that. I I heard that she, I thought she was like a servant of Mephisto, but that that makes all of this. Uh, why does she Why does she want to do this? What is she doing? Does she have the kids already? It looks like she's already absconded with the kids. And man, what about the turn from sitcom 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 to horror show? Some, right. Somebody in the chat, and if you're if you're in this if you're in the chat now, please. We we did the live watch this morning, and somebody in the live watch said this house reminds me of American Horror Stories before all the turn happened, and I was like, "Yep, this is so America Horror Stories." Like, this I mean, is this Westview Horror Story. Yeah, yeah. And when Wanda went into the basement, like looking for the boys, and like she happened upon the like the secret tunnel. Yeah. <laughs> 
in the in the basement into like the secret <laughs> chamber. Like it was so creepy. I was like, I don't want the sex dungeon. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I think I like this place. Um, no, I, I was. <laughs> the truth was, I was just like, oh my gosh, there's so much to speculate about, and there's so many freeze frames to be had this week. Like getting in there, there's all these symbols over the doors, which I haven't had a chance to look. I mean, we we literally watched this and then are talking about it. Uh, right. You watched it at two a.m. I don't know if you've done any research yet, but there's like all these symbols over the doorways in this little secret area. And, it and there was a book like, that looked like it was either pulling in or emanating energy. And it was that purple energy, right? Uh, the book didn't have the purple energy, but, um, oh, okay. but Agatha used purple energy. Also, I, I, this is, if you didn't catch it, there was a mid credit sequence, which I almost missed during our live watch. I was like, all right, let's jump back to the beginning. Cause they haven't done any mid or post credit sequence yet. This is the first time. Um, yep. There was a mid-credit sequence that showed, spoiler alert if you haven't seen it, um, Pietro uh, coming upon Monica, who's trying yeah. to, who, who Monica finds the staircase down to the, to the layer, to Agatha's layer, or, or what it looked like to me was like the door, the, the different doorways to me felt like it was a multi-dimensional, like these are different yes. doorways to different dimensions, which... I mean, multiverse confirmed. Obviously, we already have the multiverse confirmed with um, Doctor Strange, the multiverse of madness. Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange in general. I mean, the sort of multiverse that he uses, but the sort of multiverse we're talking about Pietro being pulled from. And so, so, so what do you think? What do you think is going on with Quicksilver? I, mm, I don't know. Actually, thinking on it. I'm pretty sure that Quicksilver is never seen at the same time that Senor Scratchy is seen. So, okay. Like in in comics, Agatha Harkness's son is uh Nicholas Scratch is his name. So, it may be that she is converting him or converting Senor Scratchy or whatever like into this this kind of servant that right. that Pietro or that you know has the face of Pietro. Okay, I think it's Fox versus Pietro. You think she went and grabbed him and I then do. brought him here because there you, you see you see the tunnels. I think that it's absolutely possible that she has access to the multiverse from those tunnels and that she pull, pulled him in and in all these things he's been saying to like manipulate or that seem dark. If you notice mm-hmm. at the end when he approaches when he approaches her at the door in the very beginning, uh, he is being controlled by Agatha. Yeah, you know, like it's the the purple energy is on his back, which is showing that Agatha's controlling him all along. It was Agatha yep. all along, and then even in that last moment when he's confronting Monica, who finds the staircase in the post credit sequence, uh, he, that purple energy is covering his back. So I think I think that people are going to see that and go he's Mephisto which is, or, or he's he's another bad guy which is what a lot of people have been speculating to begin with but that purple energy on him makes me think he's being controlled which makes me think he's an innocent bystander who's being controlled by Agatha you know it's possible but I see it as like a skin being wrapped over another person and the the purple energy at the back is like Kind of the the rubber band holding it all cinched there, <laughs> like a suture. Yeah, like like cinched there at the back, and like okay. when she lets it go, it goes that, and, and he's he, scratching. You know, or he whatever. becomes a bunny again, or whatever. Okay, or another person. That is absolutely possible that he he's like her familiar or something. Yeah, something else to throw in here from the chat. A couple of people are saying, particularly Captain McD, 
that um, it's possible that Agatha put a spell on him, but that when Wanda blasted him last week, that broke the spell. Maybe, but I mean, like Matt was saying, uh, when he shows up, Snooper's going to snoop. He's got the energy on his back. Yeah, the very end so of the episode. She put it back. Um, so I'm seeing a, a word that kind of ties into this. I'm seeing a word in, in chat that, um, if you remember the commercial, seemed to be uh, very red and reality based. Mm-hmm. Um, so like you know, goes in with the with the, all the stones theory that people were going with. But the the medicine was called Nexus, mm-hmm. and we've okay. said before, like Ashley pointed out, uh, Wanda is a Nexus being in comics. In, in comics, there's in something comics? called the Nexus being, which means they look the same th- across all universes, right? They're kind of a they're kind of an anchor for that particular reality. They can't go to other multiverses. They can only project themselves like a, like an astral projection kind of thing. Okay. But they're kind of the anchor for all mystical energies in that particular verse. But there's another thing uh, called the nexus of all realities, or I think it's nexus of all reality or something like that, um, where Man-Thing lives. <laughs> Okay. But it's kind of like a it's like a convergence point where you can get to any reality, any verse in the multiverse from that point. And I think that might be what has been created here. Is a, a place where all verses intersect at this one spot. Okay. Yeah, and, and and that's like the idea of a nexus in anything. That's what that is. Like just a connection point. Um yeah. hmm. okay. So what, what? I mean, the, the we haven't talked talked about vision at all. The vision of it all. I, I liked his little side story of just trying to get back to Wanda. This episode was just a lot of fun. Um, I liked Darcy. I really wanted Darcy to use like she's been watching the show. I really wanted her to like do things that like sh- like showed that she understood the TV logic of it all. Like I kept watching oh, it yeah. and being like I wondered, and they did they didn't go there, but like. You've been watching this show. I wanted her to be able to like, oh, no, you can just do this and he'll go away. Or like, oh, because that's the right. end of the scene, right? Like, that's when that person right. goes away. Or like, like, whatever. Like, I wanted her to like get rid of the strong man with some sort of TV logic that doesn't really work, you know? But she just pushed right. him and then ran away. Like, I really wanted like some sort of clever meta thing, but they didn't do that. Um, well, oh, God, excuse me. Well, that strong man was the was the guy that was like, make your assessment, please. Like that she was messing with when when she first showed up. Uh, so I feel like yeah. she wanted to punch him the entire time and finally got to. I gotcha. I gotcha. That's funny. Uh, <laughs> so I, you know, I probably would have done the same thing because he looked. He had he had that kind of face that kind of needed Just punching. A punchable face. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, he had a real punchable face. Yeah. Um, okay. So, but, but I, I just thought that whole, the whole sequence was great. Um, it's actually just super interesting. The like juxtaposition of the real pain that Wanda has gone through and that like description of all that real pain to vision and also the relationship between vision and Darcy, as she says, I'm a STEM girl. I thought she just switched you on. So like, right. She has this view of vision as he's just a robot. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. He's just a drone. Yeah. As she's expressing to him, like all this stuff that he has gone through and like reminding him of all this pain and telling him what Wanda's been through. She doesn't really have much uh, sympathy. It seems like for him. And, and like, like she's sort of like just explaining it matter of factly. And it kind of yeah. made me think like she is, she doesn't have the same sort of empathy for him as a robot. Uh, and I think maybe that will change 
uh, and maybe it already is changing. I think there's another thing there, which is that we've often talked about Darcy as the audience insert character. And for the most part, the MCU has been fairly like sciency, you know, like Thor's not a God, yeah. he's an alien. Like there, and we already did somewhat with Dr. Strange, but this, this show is really opening the doors on the mystical, on the Absolutely. magical. And so to me, that was her kind of saying, like the MCU has been very STEM. Like there's a scientific explanation for everything. And now we're getting away from that. Yeah, I absolutely yeah. think that's right. But I think the way that is manifesting for her character is that first conversation with Vision. She's like, I'm talking to a robot. But then she's oh, like, yeah. I'm, I'm a STEM girl. And then she's like, but there's a little bit of like something else, something that I can't explain is going on here. And she's right. like sort of realizing that and learning that, that, that truth. And I think that's absolutely fascinating. And I'm, I'm just loving, I'm just loving that idea. And then I love her as, as you mentioned, um, the audience uh, Fox, the sort of audience point of view character as this shifts, as she meets witches, which is apparently what's happening. Uh, Cause what did you, what did, yep. what did, what did, what did uh, Agatha call herself? She's like, you're not the only magical girl. You're not the only magical girl. So that she is yeah, stating so Sailor that, Moon confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> she is stating that it's magic. This is like the first yeah. time someone said this is magic. I mean, other than like science that you like just can't understand. This seems like right. she is doing a much more traditional style of magic here. And also I find it interesting because Wanda has created this world and clearly she's lost a little control of it. And to me, it seems like probably because she expanded her powers too far. She's like worked. She, she's, she's, she's just doing things without even realizing she did. She's doing them. Yeah. I, I, I took it as she's just exhausted that and too, yeah. is like fed up with it. Like, I just don't want to deal with it for a day. Can't you all just run yourselves? Like, yeah. I just want to take a day to, for me and, uh, and just sit and eat my cereal, <laughs> eat my sugar snaps cereal. <laughs> and like, when she opened the fridge, oh my God, when she opened the fridge to get the milk and I saw like juice, milk, coffee, juice, drink, soda, soda, drink, 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 just a fridge full of drinks. I was like, yeah, yeah, I also have two kids. That's exactly <laughs> it. I, I took it as she was expanding her, she expanded the heck so much and she's lost yeah. some control. So like all that stuff's glitching, right? But in the glitching, she starts to like sort of like figure out her powers. Like when she sits down on the couch and starts to like actually intentionally shift everything from time periods. She's like gaining some, some semblance of her power. She's like understanding it more for the first time. Cause the only thing we've seen her consciously do up till now is mind control people and, th and, and throw things, right? Like we haven't actually seen right. her intentionally change reality as she did in this episode. Well, yeah, they, they said that in, uh, what was it? Episode five where, um, they were saying that like, Wu and Darcy and Monica were saying she's only ever been seen to have telepathic and telekinetic ability. Like if she's creating things in reality and like changing reality around her, she's dealing with a lot more power than she's ever displayed before. Yeah. A hundred percent. And like, I mean, all of that is just being confirmed in front of us. Like we see her do the thing and like change reality right in front of her when nobody else is around because 
you know, nobody's watching her do it. She she can just be like, eh, now it's this. And, like, she acknowledges in the interview at the very beginning of the episode, Jesus, she acknowledges in the interview at the very beginning of the episode where um, she says the false reality you created for yourself. She acknowledges that this is all her doing um, as far as, like, creating this reality, or at least she thinks that it's all her doing, and she, and that she's in control of it, where... Like before she was lying to Vision and uh, she said, I don't know how this even happened. Or, you know, when she was like just trying to convince him, like, I'm in control, but didn't want to tell him how in control she was. Like at this Hmm. point, she's just embraced it in front of in front of us, the audience. Right. But nobody else in in the in the show was around. But I also think that she doesn't fully understand that until this moment. Like, I think maybe she was being honest with Vision that she doesn't know how it started and she knows she has some sort of power here, but like the glitching, I think she started to like actually see that she could change things. I mean, we've seen her change things before, but it seemed like a little more subconscious. Like when she yells no and everything rewinds, it's like, no, 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 I don't want this to happen. And, and it's like she's having a lot of subconscious control. And I mean, Vision calls that out a couple episodes ago, calls it subconscious. She's like, your subconscious created this world. Um, and I think that's what's going on here. And now, now she's getting the chance to make the decision because she's finally has some agency in the situation. And she starts to seem to be convinced by Monica. And then Agatha Whoa. steps in. Oh, but it was so like she might have been about to be convinced by Monica, but she also like she was kind of bucking at the idea of being a hero still. Oh, like for when sure. Monica said, "Don't let don't let him make you the villain." And she what was like, what if I already am? What if I already am? And I'm like, oh, That's shit. such a good line. It's so good. <gasps> Just to get back to the witches real quick before we get to Monica, which is also a freaking awesome scene. Um, the thing that interests me about this is like, she seems to be a witch who is, you know, or a magical girl, as she said, um, <laughs> yep. who has expanded beyond her reach of her power. She's gone too far. She can't get full control of the situation. And she is not even understanding her power that she has. Whereas Agatha knows she may not be as powerful as Wanda in in comics. That's the case, I think. Um, But she knows her power. Well, clearly she, and she's very deliberate with it. And she is only controlling a few elements. So it's like this difference of like this person who is pure power and pure, like, instinct almost in the power she's using and then Agatha manipulating her with just a few key elements that she's able to control and very deliberately control and be very almost surgical with her precision. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's experience versus raw talent. Exactly. Going going in there. Which I find, I find that pretty fascinating. You know, I, I don't know that they're going to go this way, but in comics, Agatha trained Wanda in how to use her magic. Like she, right. she basically uh, took on the the parental figure role for her, and like even said in in uh, in one scene, like in all the time that I've been spending training her, I I look at her as my daughter now. So, mm-hmm. like I don't know if they're going to go that route because of you know the way that she looks in this moment to be very much a villain. But yeah, well, that's the thing. So did Wanda for up three episodes ago. And now yeah, it seems right? like Wanda's not in control. So if there's a greater force behind Agatha pushing her to do these things, it's very possible that we'll get to the point where we go, we understand Agatha's perspective, just like we understood Wanda's here. And we go, okay, 
Maybe Agatha is, is doing all these things for a reason. Maybe there is a greater force coming for our universe and she needed to do this. Maybe this is training Wanda. Maybe this whole thing, she is making Wanda use her powers and, and now oh, yeah. Wanda's starting to control them. And then let's say all of this was for let's you. Say some some ethereal creature or or or, 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 or uh you know, character, some some multidimensional some demon. Some multidimensional demon. <laughs> I don't know who shows up and then nightmare. nightmare. Right. Right. Any, any of them. Uh, and then she needs someone more powerful enough to stop him. And like Agatha saw that. And maybe this is, maybe this is all a training simulation for Wanda to like learn to use her reality bending powers. I mean, innocent people getting hurt while Wanda is training is not something new. So <laughs> true. <sighs> true. Ouch. And we have had Lagos brought up. Legus. Legus. But yes. Legus. Not your fault. It's Marvel's fault. <laughs> it's Marvel's fault. Yeah. But it's not just innocent people, though. Like, she killed Sparky. Agnes killed Sparky. Yeah, it's definitely that, like, Agatha is bad right now. But I love that sort of villain where, you know, they're bad, but then you get their perspective and you go, but maybe they're bad for a reason. Like maybe <laughs> maybe their badness has all the all the potential that they want to like fix a problem or like 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 we mentioned. If there's an interdimensional being coming for for the world, is it right. so bad to control a city and like kill a dog and whatever you got to do if you can to save an entire universe? You know, like mm, yes, maybe maybe I mean yes, it is, but also understandable and it's a decision i mean i would make that decision if if i had a like legitimate reason to understand that killing a dog would save the universe i'd have to make that decision that's that's like yeah. I, you know that's 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 the it's, right I mean, thing it's to a do. tough decision to make but i didn't want to i don't want to do it i i yeah i don't want to get into dogs i will i will cry if i start talking about killing dogs um, <laughs> not, I was gonna say like you hear some barking in the background pretty soon. Yeah, no, yeah, right? I will. Like, would you sacrifice Quill with uh, with a a rusty dagger don't, don't if it, it helped to stop save it. the universe? That's not okay. That's not okay. Um, I just having having even even if even if it's best for the dog. Like I've had to put down down dogs before, and I still can't. That moment of my life is like a hard hard moment to think back on for the ethical reasons. Like I like I know intellectually that's that that needs to happen, and it's still like really really hard to do and hard to make that decision for another being. You know, um, it's tough. Not yep. to make it too real, but it's tough, okay? Um, I've been really no, weepy know. lately. This is just bad. Um, <laughs> well, let's let's bring it back to happiness. Uh, yeah, um, right. Uh, the death and death and destruction, demonic stuff on WandaVision. Happiness. Um, Monica. Uh, we haven't talked about Monica. Monica. She's Spectrum. got powers. She's got powers. That seemingly can stand up to Wanda. Wanda yeah. tried to slam her on the ground, and she did the superhero land. That was yeah. freaking awesome. And she had like it looked like she absorbed the energy from it or like either either that or like converted part of herself into energy like like her power set is in the comics. Like I don't know I'm anything not, about her set from the comics, but man, that was cool. Yeah, I'm not sure what actually happened like as far as like what the sciency explanation is behind it, but she's got she's got powers. Yeah. The, the thing she is definitely like has the, powers. 
the question is like does she know that she has powers or does she just think that like something weird is happening to her she seems to be figuring it out like that superhero land it seemed pretty deliberate and again just like wanda it could be subconscious let me bring this up and and this is a negative um as much as i love this show so far and i really like wanda as a character i like monica as a character Something we've talked a lot about with Wanda and Captain Marvel in particular. And Vision, if we're being honest. We've talked about it a little bit. Like, all three of these characters are characters that seem to have powers, but we don't fully understand them. Yeah. And we've talked about in the past how that makes storytelling difficult. You know what I mean? Yeah. It makes the... like Because you have no clearly defined limits. Yes. So, like, how can I ever feel... When... when Peter Parker is trapped under rubble and he's trying to lift the rubble and I can tell it's hard in, 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 in homecoming. That scene mm-hmm. is amazing. And it's because he is trying to overcome a, a, a level of strength that he just barely can do. You know what I mean? Like he, he's right. like, I can barely get through this. And I understand at that moment, that is the limit of his power and he's pushing himself to reach it. And it's really hard. And with Wanda, her power set and with uh, right now Monica's power set and with vision with his power set, like they're all very like we do what we want to do. And it gets very plot convenient from time to time. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, visions at least a little bit defined with like vibranium is hard. We know that uh, we know he can fly. <laughs> we know he's strong. Right. Wanda particularly is just like all over. The- I-, I have no idea what her power set is. Like, I think we're going to learn it. I hope my point is I hope they define it. That's all I'm saying, I guess. Honestly, I don't I don't even think that Wanda knows like what Agreed. her full power set is. Okay. And, I, and I think we're we're discovering that together. You and know, this is a journey, man. Yeah. I guess I guess I'm 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 excited because it feels like this show is exploring the idea that we don't know, that she doesn't know. And yeah. and I guess that in itself is an interesting story. If, if that's the story they're telling. But if you're telling a story about two forces going against each other and they're just having a fist fight, and then you have this character that can just do lots of stuff and you don't know, it's really hard to um, feel the stakes of that. But if you're telling a right. story about Wanda as a character understanding her powers, that's a really fast, that's a perfect way to tackle this character. So I guess I'm excited, right. but I also want some definition for her yeah. and for Monica and right. for Vision. You know, um, that same kind of feeling of like, you know, I'm almost mad at them, kind of uneasy, but in the end, I'm really satisfied with the show is what I like. That's what I felt in the beginning when she like when she was saying to the kids, like, I don't have any answers like you. You look to me because I'm supposed to have all the answers. And she's like, I I don't have any answers. Yeah. In fact, I'm. I'm starting to think that all of this is meaningless. I'm like, don't you do this to me, Marvel. That was so good. That was so good. I like as a, as a sitcom scene, that was great and (laughs) hilarious. Like the, the idea of the, the mom being like, I know, but I, I'm just starting to think all of this is meaningless. And she she like goes to the, goes to the camera. Was that too dark? I think they'll be fine. Yeah. Like, (laughs) Was that too much? There's a child so psychologist good. somewhere in Westview who just figured out how to put their kids through college. Like, that's an industry we have to support, okay? <laughs> yep, exactly. Like, the the kids being told that and her, like, saying that in the sitcom sense is really funny. But also, I felt like 
we were the kids and Marvel was Wanda, like it doesn't have any meaning. And we're like, no, but there has to be. Oh, interesting. That's an interesting to way, to, way to view it. Huh? All right. Well, uh, do we, do we want to get to the chat now? See what everybody uh, else is saying? Uh, sure. All right. Sure. <laughs> All right. I, I, I'm I, sure there's I mean, lots there's more just, to say. There's so much to like geek out about in this episode. For sure. For sure. Oh, did you notice uh, whenever they they looked from the outside, like farther back from the hex, because like all we have seen of the outside of the hex is like right up against it. Like it's just been a wall. Right. And then they, the top down view from uh, from on the screens or whatever, like it looks like it's hexagonally shaped. But we saw it from very far away uh, in this episode and it looked more like a um, it looked like a uh, uh, almost like a die, like a like a D12. Like it had many faces to it. There was a top oh. to it, and it was there were pieces um, that were geometrically uh, unique. Right. So yeah. Like like a twenty seven die or something. No, no, like a like a twelve. Actually, okay. yeah. Top down view on a D12 is a hex. Uh, I just is a hex. Yeah, is a hexagon. Okay. That and that's sense. what it looked like. Holy crap! That's cool. That's cool. Good visual aid. Yeah. <laughs> good, 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 good D D player. You have your, have your, uh, yeah. Got my dice right here. Right. It's like, which, which one's a hex? It's, it's the 12 sided. I got it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> when I, when I saw it, I was like, is that a D 12? Is that the randomness of her power? Like being Ooh. made manifest there? Yeah, Cause yeah, like yeah. chaos magic is, is random. Right? right. 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 I like it. Dice rolling is not actually random, but yes, that's a whole other story. <laughs> no, it, it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be 100% random. Okay, we have so much more to talk about. We're going to get to your feedback, what everybody else is thinking about this episode, right after this ad we have no control over. All right, we ready to dive into some feedback? Let's yeah, do it. Yeah, let's get uh, Fox on the screen here. Fox, welcome. All right, wait, wait, let me redo my hair. Okay, mm, now I'm pretty. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you're now I'm You're pretty. always pretty, man. You're always pretty. Mwah, thank you, love. Anyway, <laughs> all right. So first of all, we have a great comment from Christy Hess. Um, she just wanted to give a shout out to the two of you, to all the folks, for all the hard work and effort they put into the effort for us. You all are totally open to our crazy theories, off-the-wall questions, and so much more without any judgment. I feel totally seen and welcome to the community. Thanks for everything. This show, this show is such an incredible experience with all of you. And a lot of people in the, in the chat, especially Matt, while you were out, were just saying like how great this is and how much they appreciate it. So I just wanted to read off what Christy said and uh, let you all know how thankful people are. Yeah, the the live the the live watch community has been just freaking awesome. Um, I'm so glad we were able to do this, and I, I'm I'm appreciative to all of you. I'm appreciative to Marvel for setting it up this way. That like now we just have a a set time every week where we like can all gather around a thing. I've never watched a show with this many friends, and we're like throwing out ideas and stuff. This is just like this is a dream come true. It's like fandom you know, I don't know, realized in this really fun and communal way. So I, I it's, freaking agree with you, Christy. Thank you. It's so the much. church of the MCU. <laughs> definitely. definitely. It's we'll a, it's a set time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a set time every week. Right. right. And again, we all show up for it to I be said, excited in I fellowship said, with each other. I said it before we started, but uh, this is the most cultish we've ever sounded. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not a cult. It's not a cult. Anyway, <laughs> and the you, Patreon. The join. Patreon is the collection plate. <laughs> the Patreon <laughs> is the right collection along. plate. Just to um, say, <laughs> uh, before before I say before we move along, if you want to join that, a lot of a lot of people listen to a lot more people listen to this than are on the live watch. Uh, go to strandedpanda.com slash mcucast and uh, it, it explains how to do the scener 
and join in on the live watches and join in at uh, twitch.tv slash stranded TV for these live uh, live podcasts where right now everyone's chatting. There's like 60 people chatting in the chat uh, and, and throwing out their feedback and, and that's what Matthew Fox is doing and he's going to yep. let us know what is going on there. What, what, else, what else you got, Matthew? Okay, so we have a lot of thoughts about Agatha. The Boss Mama says, it was 100% Agatha stopping Darcy and Vision from coming home, right? Mm. Wanda wanted Vision home, but thought he didn't want to come home. Am I the only one who thinks that? Oh, yeah. She she said, like, if he doesn't want to be here, there's nothing I can do about it. And I'm like, like two episodes ago, you said, you you specifically said that you could control him like you could could control the others. Yes, she did. And I think another symbol of that is like the very first thing that happens in this episode. And now now that she says that, that's beautiful, great call, because the very first thing that happens in this episode is she rolls over and reaches for Vision in the bed and he's not there. So she yeah. definitely wants him there. So the idea that they're coming into town and keep being stopped is absolutely evidence that something else was something somebody else was doing this and we didn't I didn't see it until now. But that's the beauty of this episode is that it like it is all pointing to Agatha and Agnes being the big bad or like being the bad of this episode. It, that's that's beautiful. Great call. You're absolutely right. I think that's absolutely what was going on. Oh, man, that opens up so much that, that we were saying about like Agnes or Agatha was like was trying to kind of drive a wedge between Wanda and Vision to kind of get Vision out of the picture like to, to drive vision away so that she could focus on Wanda. Like, yeah. Oh man, there's so much darkness there that we're going to mm-hmm. have to explore. We got to go back and watch the whole series over again, just so we can like point out all the individual parts where Agnes shows up to be a jerk. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And we have kind of have been all along. That's what's so beautiful is, is having kind of knowing that that was what was going on. And we, or like, Assuming that it was a possibility, it's one of the theories we've been working off of all this time that Agnes was was somehow working on things. So we know we can think back on all the times she like brought dinner and did all this stuff. Uh, she's trying to keep the keep this little universe going, keep this little Westview going for whatever reason she is for the children. I'm guessing for the children. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm really fascinated now. Now we know she's controlling Pietro. Who else is she controlling? Is she controlling a lot of Westview? It, or is she just controlling Pietro and a few other elements? Like, well, th- this is a question a number of people asked in chat, and I also had. Do we know that she is actually like controlling Pietro, or just that she sort of like put him into the maze and like set him off? Well, when he was at the when he was at the door before the the Halloween episode in the what eighties episode, uh, when he showed up as Uncle Jesse. Um, like it, we saw it in in this episode, like she was in the background having a picnic on their lawn, in a weird way, right? <laughs> and was like the the purple stuff was on his back, yeah. Like she was in the moment doing something to to either control him or to make him present as yeah. Pietro. She's definitely right. a part of whatever's going on there. Like I don't think she just set him there and and let him go. Either she's working with someone who is appearing as Pietro or and she's using her power to like like as Jeff said manifest him or she is actively controlling a version of Pietro that she grabbed from the multiverse or something which is my favorite theory I just want that right. to be true that's a little bit of wishful thinking I admit hmm. <laughs> now a couple so, of people have gone touch of a long shot a few folks have gone in an other direction 
Mama Hale wrote, and a few other folks said things like this, I'm not convinced that Agatha is the big, big bad. Why would she tell Wanda to go to the basement? Which a couple other people asked about. In the comics, Agatha's not a villain. She left the Salem Seven before they thought uh, the Fantastic Four, and she did not help Mephisto take the kids. She wiped Wanda's memory after Mephisto absorbed them to help her deal yep. with the trauma. So this is kind of going to what you all were talking about, that maybe Agatha is kind of like morally gray, but doing this to fight something bigger and badder. Right. Yeah. Well, like the 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 situation in the comics where she like retrieved the the other two parts of the soul of Mephisto's soul, like Pandemonium had already absorbed the children. And so Agatha saw no other way out other than to get the other two parts of the soul, complete Mephisto, and then my, like link with Wanda's mind and make her forget the kids. And that kind of like it it made Mephisto just kind of suck into himself and disappear. You just said pandemonium. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know, yeah. right? I've been I've been I've been bringing it up every time. I right. I was going to avoid it that time because I'd just been like, yeah, pandemonium. Oh. <laughs> so pandemonium. So the two questions that come out of the out of this are why does Agatha suggest Wanda go down to the basement and what happened to the kids? And what was all of that stuff in the basement? Yeah. Like that was very much I mean, that looked like that looked like uh in Doctor Strange, when when he goes to like the the where the Eye of Agamotto is, and like there's all the doors to the other sanctums and everything, like it looked a lot like that. Like there could be doors to other realities there, or or that was like her little, you know, her witchy space right. kind of thing. Absolutely. And, like I have, I, I got to go back and watch and watch and watch and watch again over and over <laughs> to to see what all is in there because there was just so much stuff to absorb in there, like. My my eyeballs need more time to take all this yeah. in. This is like a frame for frame moment. Like we might should pull it up and do a do a do a YouTube video where we just go frame by frame and try to look at everything. Yeah, um, right. I yeah. I really loved. Uh, I, 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 I was worried when Agatha if if Agatha became the bad or or a bad or whatever. She I do think it seems like she's possibly morally gray in some way. Like this is this may be leading to as we all thought multiverse of madness where. She is getting Wanda ready for whatever she needs to do in Multiverse of Madness. I think that's a really good theory. Um, but I, I thought if, if Agatha turns out to be responsible for so much of this stuff, if, if Agnes turns out to be Agatha Harkness, then like I was scared that it was going to feel trite because it, we've all expected it for so long. Mm-hmm. But it didn't feel trite at all. And it was mostly because of the execution. That Agatha song, we I've loved so much of this show. This show is practically a musical. Like they've done so many cool little songs, and the Agatha song was so good. It being her all along though, and her like glinting of the camera breaking the fourth wall during that entire portion is so much fun. It's so it's just like a really, really fun moment. I was like grinning from ear to ear. I was scared when it happened, I'd be like, oh, of course it's Agnes, ba da 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 da. Everyone's been <laughs> saying it since the first episode. I was I was I was hoping they would subvert my expectations. But instead they fulfilled those expectations, but did it in such a good way and such a stylistic way that I absolutely loved it. Yep. 
Yep. And you know, um, like looking at it in, in the part where she goes down, or sorry, where Wanda goes down into Agnes's basement and, you know, we get the whole reveal of it being Agatha, like mm-hmm. all of that felt very horror themed. Mm-hmm. Like it was oh, really yeah. suspenseful oh, and yeah. scary. And like, we've been, we've been told or, you know, it's been reported or whatever that, uh, Dr. Strange and Multiverse of Madness is going to be a horror movie. It's like the first MCU horror film and it's going to lead straight off of this. And I've kind of been worried, like, you know, it, it, horror doesn't seem to kind of fit necessarily in the, the way that the genres have, or the, the MCU has been thus far. Sure. I was a little bit concerned about that, but like after seeing this, I'm fully on board. Like this feel in a film for like two and a half hours would be just killer. Oh my God. It would be so good. Yeah, absolutely. First horror movie. I'm actually looking forward to seeing. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. And I, the fact that Sam Raimi is directing it, like right? the man who I so like, so Horror, I'm not a big horror fan, but a, the, a few of the movies that I am a huge fan of are the Evil Dead movies, where it's like horror, but it's fun horror. Like, they're right. fun and a little over-the-top and action-oriented. And, and man, the fact that we get that guy, the Evil Dead guy, but also the Spider-Man guy directing the yep. multiverse of madness. <sighs> yep. Okay. Awesome. What, what else you got, Matthew Fox? Keep them right. coming. So, Sword. Let's talk about Sword. A couple of people were asking... Um, Melissa Khalil uh, especially said, very suspicious. What are Hayward and Sword were planning for the 30 seconds we saw them? What were they gearing up for? And a couple other people said similar things. What were Hayward and Sword launching? Yeah, we launched today is what he said. An assault. What are they launching? I, I don't know. I mean, they, they, they even talk, ooh, Monica says he's willing to burn this whole place down to, to, to I mean, make you the villain. Like, is he willing to actually kill everyone in Westview? to stop Wanda and then blame her for it. That seems, and he really just wants uh, vision back. Cause apparently he was trying to bring vision back online. They said, well, and so who are those troops that show up with the, the vehicle and the suit from Monica? If they're not, they're not working for Hayward, right? Who are they working for? Well, they, she said that, um, you know, I'm not the only one that we're loyal to or your mom's not the only one we're loyal to. Yeah. They were Maria yeah. loyalists. It seems like, it seems like maybe there was like, <laughs> I mean, it, it does. It seems like there was maybe Separatists like just within the sword. I mean, organization. for real, like, like you, I don't know yeah. why you're laughing. That seems like exactly what it is. It seems like no, it just, it feels like they're a government. Yeah. Like, well, they're a government agency. Apparently. Is it possible that that is what Hayward meant that they were gearing up for? Or do we think that has to be something no. different? No, 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 I absolutely don't think so. Cause Hayward, uh, Monica last episode, Monica and Wu attacked some of the sword agents because they were being taken into custody. Then she right. ran away to meet her friends who built her this thing. And they said, thank you. And she said, you're not, you, thank you for your loyalty. My mom would be appreciate the loyalty. And she's right. like, your mom is not the only one we're loyal to. Like these are separatists. Yep. These are literally like people who are going against oh. Hayward, which is pretty crazy. Nate Mosey says maybe they were the thing uh, that the air force team might be the Carol Corps from the comics. Yeah. 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 Uh, because the um, the people was it Goodner was her name um, mm-hmm. the the major that uh, that Captain Rambo was talking to uh, she had an Air Force uniform on had Air Force patch and everything so um, that's what uh, Danvers was in was the Air Force uh, Danvers and and Rambo uh, Maria so that could well be the Carol Corps oh that would be so cool 
That and, would be so cool. I know you told me that uh, it, the the uh, the major symbol is on her hat, but it yeah. looks very similar to the Captain Marvel. The Captain symbol. Marvel? Yeah, it does. Like it's almost yeah. the exact same symbol. So when I saw her, not knowing anything about the military, she has a a symbol on her head that looks uh, on her hat that looks almost exactly like. Uh, like a the star, yeah, the, the little star, the star in the Captain Marvel. The same, yeah. and I'm looking at I'm looking at them together now. They're the same number of uh, uh, points. Uh, of points. It's the same shape, and depending on the version from comics and movies, like it looks almost exactly the same. Uh, yeah, the, the yeah they're so, very similar. I think I think that might be a nod to the fact that this is uh, friends of Captain Marvel um, and friends of Maria, but also it sounds like they're loyal to Monica as well. But who's the engineer? I don't know. It almost made me think that is the engineer and that was a red herring. Like this lady she met in the field might have been the engineer because they came and brought her the, the, the vehicle. But it does seem like maybe the vehicle was created by someone else. Like she called someone, they created this vehicle. And then sent it with this team. Yeah. So I'm, are we going to meet the engineer <sighs> is the question. I don't know, man. <laughs> I want to know who the engineer is, but. <sighs> like show me fastos. Show me. Oh, old sauce says scroll, scroll, scrolls. Um, Maybe. What if all of these people are scrolls? What if they're like sword separatists because they're literally like the Hydra within the shield of sword, right? They're all the scrolls. Carol Corps. Except the in Carol Corps is all scrolls. Yeah. Except in this situation, they are the protagonists. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. What if like secret this. secret invasion? happens but we're on the invaders side <laughs> you know what i mean oh, oh shit <laughs> that could be fun that, that could, could be, be a lot fun. of fun it could be a really cool reworking of the comic and it would match with what they've done with the scrolls thus far and we know already that like uh, fury and maria were scrolls like they could have scrolls all through sword well they were in they were scrolls in far from home right right right, right. sure let's, yeah. let's clarify sorry right. not all the time necessarily but uh could it, Maria could have been Maria could have been a scroll this entire time, and we just never knew. Uh, it does seem that uh, Fury, at least sometimes, is Fury. Who's got my shoes? Who's got my shoes? <laughs> that's the best delivery of a line. I hope. I don't wonder if he improv that or if that's. It's just so good. <laughs> so we had a couple of people asking about the commercial and how it just ties in, especially this idea of that you can choose your own reality. And does this seem to really tie into what you were saying, Jeff, about the Nexus and that? We really are having a like multi-reality situation here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it seems to be like it it points to the nexus of all realities. It also like the the ending line of um or the ending line of the the commercial uh, where it said the because the world doesn't revolve around you or does it like that very much kind of points to her being a nexus being where like pretty much she's the anchor for the reality or, um, you know, she's kind of the anchor for mystical energy, especially within that reality. Like it kind of does revolve around her at that mm -hmm. point, Definitely. but eh, it could be, I mean, it could be a reference to both. It, it could be both of those things. Well, certainly one thing that can happen a lot in like the, the language that gets talked about with depression, especially depression after grief is the idea that, like, part of letting go of it is the idea of, like, this isn't all about you, that, like, remembering that there's the larger perspective and that one thing can happen is you start focusing, like, only on your own grief to the extent of, like, cutting out everything else that's happening and, and even what effect you're having on others around you, which is exactly yep. what Wanda's doing. So there's a whole yep. thing there as well. Mm, absolutely. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. 
Oh man, I'm looking at uh, I'm looking at some some art of uh, the Nexus of All Realities, and it's super freaking weird. Like it's it's that really like strange Kirby stuff, like we saw in um, uh, when when Doctor Strange went to bargain with Dormammu, mm-hmm. and the Dark Dimension was all just like kinds of crazy shit. Like right. it's like that. That makes sense. It's like that. What's interesting to me at this point is that we ha- we now have that Agnes has stepped in as Agatha, and it seems, again, to be pointing toward this mystical and Mephisto and all this stuff. But uh, and in, in true MCU fashion, it still all could just be science stuff. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Uh, like, it still could just be the multiverse and it could be that she pulled Pietro from the multiverse. It could be that she has some plan that has nothing to do with some mystical being, but has everything to do with the multiverse and like some sort of convergence happening or whatever. This could be anything uh, in relation to, it still could be all science, which I love. One of my favorite shows is, D- is Star Trek Deep Space Nine, where this one group follows a religion, but it turns, they're also interdimensional beings. And it's like, are, is the religion real or is it interdimensional beings? And in in reality, does it matter? And like like, is there a difference? Is there any distinction if they're if they're that powerful and they had they're all knowing and all powerful and have? Is there a diff- difference? And it's just super interesting to me. Um, and I like that this this my favorite universe, the MCU, is like walking that same line where we have mm-hmm. all this stuff is going on and it could seem mystical, but also it could just be science. It could just be that that Hayward is messing with forces and about to like cause some sort of uh, you know, reality smashing thing and like and Agatha's trying to stop it or whatever. It could be anything. I, I just I love that. I really love that. Yeah. And, you know, as much as we feel like we got a lot of answers, we didn't really get all the answers. Oh, we no. still we still don't know like a lot of how this came to be and and a lot of how all of this uh, we don't know the backstory on on Hayward with Vision. Like what's Project Cataract and and how is he how is he trying to get Vision back online? Like what has happened? You know, how far did he get and things like that. Like yeah. there's a lot of questions that we still have, even though we feel like we got a lot of answers on this one. Like I'm satisfied with the amount of answers that we got on this episode. I feel good mm-hmm. about this episode. But you know, after the fact, like having having sat with it a moment, it's like, okay, okay, but I'm ready for more. Is it is it next Friday yet? Like, can we get the next Friday? Yeah. Can I go comatose for a week? <laughs> yeah. Uh, me too. I'm like, I don't want to wake up right now and it'd be Friday. Uh, okay. Uh, Matthew Fox, throw any, let's, let's just be a quick speed round. We, we got to shut it down in just a couple minutes. So sure. speed round, anything else? Zinthonian says, we now have three different colors of magic being used. Orange for strange, red for Wanda. And although it's fake green for Mysterio. And they're wondering if you think there's going to be more of this idea of like the, the, the correlation of colors to different kinds of magic. Well, purple for Agatha. Mm, yep. Today. So that, yep. that's def- so definitely. I, and it seems like a really interesting way to keep separating it out, you know? Um, and, and at least within each, you only have so many colors, so eventually they're going to have to start repeating things. But I do like that they've done that. Uh, using that clear language so far. And they also do things with shape as well. Like Wanda's tend to be like, have that swirly red around them. Nebulous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it seems that, uh, if I'm remembering it correctly, it seemed like, uh, some of Agatha's magic there had like a, a smoky quality to it on top of it having that swirly magic quality. 
like when it was yeah, essentially going bit. in and out, which could mean could point to Mephistork or like the stork being partially mm-hmm. her deal. We did see the stork for like half a second during yeah. all the things fuzzing in and out. It's like Mephistork confirmed. <laughs> Christy Hess, who's also continued to be a, a very thankful for all the stuff we're doing, also asks, "Is there a chance we will get Vision back? I want him back so bad. I think I think what she means here is Vision just back in general in the MCU outside of this show. Do you think that happens?" Oh, yeah, outside of the hex. I mean, Darcy specifically said, I don't know why you can't leave the hex. And that's that's a weird thing, right? Like, it it seems like it's, like, logically, if you look at it, it's Wanda doesn't want him to leave the the little reality that, that has been created. But it could mm. also be, like, because he was pushing out of it and getting ripped apart back toward it, it could be that that's one of the conditions of this hex being there is that um, is that vision has to stay there, you know, because of some contract that she made with uh, some person who right. makes deals like that. Well, she also created the hex purely <laughs> for vision. It seems like, so if she creates the hex for vision, maybe if the, she created the hex, right. But it, it, it seems like this world is constructed or at least visions reconstruction seems like the reason she's doing all this, like vision yeah. being able to live. So it seems like the hex exists, whether she created it or not. So the deal was made or she just did it or whatever. So that, mm vision could exist so if the hex goes away it seems like vision would go away i i have to fear and i think it it's very unlikely vision's going to survive this season Oof. but i want him to i really want him to if vision dies within the hex does the hex collapse i i don't Maybe. know i mean if, if wanda's doing it and she knows probably she'll, she'll probably freak out and have that ultron moment where she falls on her knees and every you know everything around her is destroyed yeah, I, I feel like given that so much of this story is about Wanda coming to terms with her grief, and especially if she does decide, like, I think it's possible that Petro, Peter stays back in some way or another, but if the story's about Wanda and her grief, if the end of the story is that her grief ends because he comes back, I don't know, that, that to you, it would just feel like it would undercut her whole story. Like, I like Vision as a character, but I feel like for Wanda's growth especially... Uh, let alone even the science of it, I feel like he probably we're not going to see him outside the show. Right. Like the show is about her being willing to do horrible things to keep, to hold on to someone who she's lost. And if she actually gets to do that in the end, it does seem to be sort of a uh, bad message to send to some degree. Like, <laughs> like, like I think, I think the lesson she has to learn at the end of this is she needs to let go. Right. It, yeah, it's okay to hurt people as long as you get what you want. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm picking up from the show. I don't think this version of Vision will survive. I think it's possible they will somehow reboot him in the future. They will use his, the just like Hayward was trying to do. Um, yeah. I think it could be interesting if, like, this version of Vision goes, but then they're like, we were trying to revive him, and and, and we can still do it, and then they revive him, and he's a version of vision that does not love her, that does not have the same affection for her is different. What if they do have a version of vision that they have created already? That's like on a table or in a chamber. And he's like, we're launching today. And it's that we're launching that version of vision. And that's white vision. Ooh, You can go that direction or somewhere in one of the Avengers towers, there's a Jarvis and Wanda connects with Jarvis again. And that's like the lack. Since we know that like, 
And I think, didn't they specifically name drop in this episode that Vision Jarvis. was at one point Jarvis? Yeah, he said, my code dates back to an AI called Jarvis. Yeah. So what if we wind up with not Vision coming back, but with Jarvis getting rebooted somewhere, and that's Wanda's like only connection to him? Right. I could absolutely see like a, her holding on to that piece of him. Um, Wanda gets a hood. Um, <laughs> and starts, starts, yeah. <laughs> I really like what you said, Jeff, there about... Uh, them launching today and I think you got it I think you landed on it I think they're launching something based on vision tech put it on the board yeah put it on like, the board put it on the board because we first it, Hayward enters the story walking into a facility where they're like welding stuff and he's talking about we've switched to AI and nanotech and da 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 and robotics and robotics and then we know he's been working with vision he says we're he's launching today and then it's like, what are, what are we launching? It's got to be the thing that he's been working on this whole season, right? Ultron. Oh yeah, or something like it. And maybe maybe it will maybe it will lead to Ultron in the future. I think introducing Ultron in the in the last two episodes of the story seems crazy, but <laughs> something like that could absolutely be possible. I don't know that Ultron would necessarily fit the magical mystical thing could lay the ground for it for a future what if ultron shows up but he is the vision of ultron that tony and uh banner had and like what if he shows up and it is just like an actual the the, the good ultron and that lays the groundwork for a later bad ultron maybe but like the good ultron shows up and they've like they, they've given him the proper like asimov rules of robotics and he's and he's good <laughs> <laughs> that's what Tony was missing. First, do no harm. First, do, don't hurt like a human. Now, yeah. now, Matt, I know you're trying to wrap up, so I'm just going to drop this as something I think you guys should discuss for next Monday. Um, a number of people have been asking, and this might be that frame-by-frame frame analysis, a couple people went back and checked during the chat and said they didn't see the purple light on Pietro during the stinger. And oh, so there really? may be some questions. So I think that might be a good time for some, like on Monday's cast, do some frame-by-frame because maybe he's not, and if so, that would totally break open the idea that he's still under Agnes, Agatha's control. I, I could be wrong. I really thought I saw that. I mean, I've only seen this thing once, so it's absolutely possible Mandela that effect. I just missed it. could be happening. <laughs> Let's do some sleuthing. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's pretty interesting. I really thought that I, I'd seen that. Um, maybe I'm just like, absolutely, because I like, not only did I... Uh, like think I saw it, but like I based my whole like theory on it that, that I was like, Oh yeah, see, it's clear. It's clear that Agatha's controlling him. So like, yeah, I, I've got, I've actually, I'm actually watching it right now. Um, but right. yeah, we, we do have to shut, shut it, shut her down uh, here. It is. Uh, I'm actually, I have to drive to Dallas today. Um, and, and uh, Oh yeah, you're right. I don't see the purple. The purple is all over everything else. It's it's all over the roots and things. It's even in the 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 fla- there's purple flowers. Uh, there's purple roots leading down into the cellar. Her eyes look purple. Like uh, I guess I guess she's she's reading the spectrum. Yeah, I think she's just seeing the spectrum. Yeah, we, but but that's cool though because her eyes are her eyes are purple, and she turns around to him, and her eyes are still purple. Right. You know that that purple looked a lot like uh, uh, Black Panther's vibranium purple that was going on in the in the movies. Yeah, yeah, it did. That's possible. It's just, like I said, there's only so many colors. They're gonna have to repeat. 
Right. <laughs> I, I don't think that's necessarily a, a connection. It also looked like the purple of Mace Windows lightsaber, which is also <laughs> Samuel Jackson, Nick Fury. So yeah, multiverse. And can Nick go Fury is currently in space. So Mace Windu confirmed. <laughs> space Windu. <laughs> Darth Harkness. Which is in space. <laughs> a bunch of wizards. Oh my god, enemy wizards. <laughs> Dark Harkness. It's a thing. We're going to shut down the podcast portion. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll keep up the live chat for a little while. Uh, please hang out. Uh, join us. If you want to support the podcast, go to patreon.com slash mcucast. You can support the podcast there. Uh, it, a lot of people have been joining that lately, and we really, really appreciate it. Um, and uh, we'll keep it coming. We're going to be here Monday for the uh, live podcast again, Monday, 7 p.m. Central. Actually, Ooh, we may move. We may try to move that. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll let you know in the Stranded Panda chat and on strandedpanda.com uh, slash MCU cast. We'll be, we'll keep that updated. Um, but we're, we'll be doing the live live cast again Monday with the feedback episode, and we'll be back Friday for episode eight. We're so close to the end here. We're so so close. I'm freaking stoked. Yeah. Oh man. I just okay. So we were talking about um, different magic colors be for different witches and whatnot. Um, what if stones like the, the infinity stones, those colors are the colors of magic that we've been seeing. And there's a, a powerful witch for each stone. Just a thought. Yeah, absolutely. I, again, I think like I've heard a lot of that, like the, uh, this is that color. There's just some multicolored things. It's gotta be stones, but also, like there's only so many colors. If if that were the case, I would. <laughs> it, there's only so many colors, and if that were the case, I would think that Doctor Strange would have had green power instead he of did orange. When he used the time stone, right? When he used the time stone, but I just feel like if he's going to have connection to a stone and use uh, use orange power all the time, it seems like he would be using the stone that he had possession of, right? Like like it seems like that would correlate. But uh, yeah, anyway, I, only so many colors in the world. I, I think is the real answer here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to point out that we've had years and years of speculation on the differences between blue and green lightsabers, and they originally changed the lightsaber color because it looked better against the sand of Tatooine in Return of the Jedi. So yeah, sometimes it's just for <laughs> yes, there are there is such a thing as just people making art <laughs> and making aesthetic decisions. I don't get that personally. Everything no, I do ma- is like there methodical. are no coincidences. <laughs> All right, before we go, Matthew Fox, what you got? Uh, can tell people where they can find your stuff. Yes, you can find me on Superhero Ethics or the Star Wars Universe podcast, two great podcasts. On Superhero Ethics, we've been talking about um, uh, the Terminator and fate and the role of that kind of thing. On Star Wars Universe podcast, we just did a whole bunch of episodes about the Clone Wars, finishing up with the a whole bunch of stuff about the dark side users outside of the Sith, the Night Witches, other cool stuff, Darth Maul, a lot of great stuff to check out. Please sign up for both of those podcasts, a lot of great content, and we will be having... Matt Carroll on sometime soon on superhero ethics to talk yeah. about ethical questions from WandaVision. So definitely subscribe to both of those. We've got an ethics of WandaVision episode planned. And so just uh, go right now to superhero ethics and uh, subscribe so that when that pops, we're going to do it after the last episode. So we kind of know what all happened. Um, but if you subscribe now, you'll get that in your feed. Do that. Superhero ethics is great. Well, that, that is going to be it for the podcast. Please join us at strandedpanda.com. Check out all the ways to join the community. Come 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 to the live watches. Peace. Until next time, true believers. Thank you for joining us for the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. 
Available everywhere you get podcasts, and now a video version streaming live on twitch.tv slash strandedpandatv and available at youtube.com slash strandedpanda. And if you'd like to learn more about all of our other podcasts, geeky projects, and ways to support the network, visit strandedpanda.com.